0: Today on this most sacred and joyful day, Sri Janmashtami, we shall read the, uh, we shall read from a very beautiful verse from the prayers of Queen Kunti. Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 8, Text 36. Srinvanti Gayanti Vrinantiya Bhikshnasha Smaranti Nandanti Tevehitam Janaha Teva Pashantya Chirena Tavakam Bhava Pravaho Paramam Padam Bujam. This is a very inspiring verse. It inspires us to take to the primary activities of Krishna conscious by hearing and chanting. So, those of you who having by the good habit of learning verses, can also learn this verse. Do you have the Bhagavatam in Russian? Yes. Every day, at every moment of our lives, and life after life, we should hear about, chant, and repeat the transcendental activities of Lord Sri Krishna, and take pleasure in others doing so. Unfortunately, we have since time immemorial uh, neglected to do this and therefore we are hearing, chanting about, repeating and remembering activities of persons who are not Krishna. But festival days like Janmashtami particularly give us the opportunity and the inspiration to hear about, chant about and remember Krishna. So let us Hear about, chant about, and remember Krishna, and take pleasure in others doing so. Who is Krishna? The son of Nanda. He is the son of Nanda. That is correct. Any other descriptions of Krishna? Bhagavan, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, a cowherd boy from Vrindavan. True, he's a cowherd boy from Vrindavan, but there are many cowherd boys from Gopi Vallava. What does that mean? Beloved of the Gopis. Alright. Yashodananda, the Loving Son of Manu Yashodananda. The Supreme Enjoyer. The Friend of all living entities. What's the Sanskrit for that? From Bhagavad Gita. Suhradam Sarvavutanam. Rishikesh. Who said that? What does that mean? The controller of the senses. Then? We can go on all day. We can go right up to midnight with this. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. One by one, we, from the ladies, we had. Oh, they said something, but it got drowned out in the flood of enthusiastic descriptions of Krishna. What was it from ladies? side? the source of all the source of all pleasure. Then, what else? Madhava. Madhava. Madhava means husband of the goddess of fortune, that's true. Another meaning of the name Madhava, descendant yeah, of the madhu killer of the Madhu-demon. Madhava also means descendant of the Madhu dynasty. Then, Keshava. What does that mean? Any other meanings of yes, Keshava? Sure. Who is the lord of Brahma and Shiva? Yeah. Then, what else? Padmanabha. Padmanabhaaya namaha. What does Padmanabha mean? Yes. Who can say what Padmanabha means? Yes. People who are unable comes. Lotus navel, yeah, one whose from whose navel comes a lotus, whose navel is as beautiful as a lotus. In Damodha we also have Vishwandha means mm, more specifically, one who supports, maintains you. Jagana, someone with big eyes. He's watching you. No, but, mm, not usually in Vrindavan or Dwarka. We don't find Sringadev dancing with the Gophans. Beloved of Srimati All right, so these are some. We got the answer, who is Krishna, mostly by hearing some of his names. And these names are are connected with his forms, qualities, and pastimes. For the conditioned souls who are accustomed to hear, chant, and remember other things than Krishna, it is most important to understand him, first of all, as Bhagavan. What does Bhagavan mean? Possessor of six opulences. What are those six opulences? Who knows the verse? Who knows the verse? Who will Sanskrit verse? That's right. So, Aishwarya, that means? Aishwarya is right. Virya, Yasha that's yeah. the one you missed. Yasha. Uh-huh. Shriya means? beauty. Jnana and Vairagya. Okay, so Bhagavan means one who has got these six opulences, right? Is that right? No. Yes or no? So then I'm also Bhagavan. I also have some wealth, strength, knowledge, beauty, fame, renunciation. Not very much (laughs) of any of them, but something. The one who possesses them in full. That is the difference between Bhagavan and us. We should understand this very clearly. What's another famous verse which describes the supremacy of Krishna? Uh-huh. Say this Ishvara <laughs> Parama. <laughs> okay. Who can say the translation? No? You can't say the translation? You can say it in Russian, you don't have to say it in English. Someone? So now we are hearing and chanting about and remembering Krishna and taking pleasure in others doing so. The most wonderful person is Krishna. So Krishna is supreme. He is the supreme personality of Godhead, And we are not Krishna. Just in, Just saying that, just in case we were thinking we were, which is a ridiculous proposition, which is why you're laughing. But... Everyone in the material world is thinking like that. Even the little ant crawling around. Of course, he doesn't have very developed intelligence or philosophy. But in his ant-like way, he's thinking, "I am the most powerful, uh, opulent, famous, beautiful, knowledgeable, and renounced ant." And then someone walking along crushes him. To death and without even knowing that he's done so. And the and imagining himself to be full of so many qualities goes on to another body to uh, imagine himself to be the supreme enjoyer. So Krishna actually is the supreme personality of God and we are in relationship to him very 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 very, very very, 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 very small. Just, I mean, I could say it a few more times, but I think you got the point. No, 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 you didn't say it right. I said very, 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 very. You left out the two arches. Anyway, you got the point. We just raise it to the power of. Now, some professed theists. They do not accept that God comes to this world. Or rather, they do not accept that he comes in what we perceive as human-like form. They say that God is so great, we cannot see him. Or if they hear the descriptions of Krishna, they say, That cannot be God. God is far, far above us. God cannot be a person. Because a person has defects a person is dependent upon others and God is independent so they refuse to accept the avatar or the descent of the supreme person actually we, we, this word tell me avatar which you know means he descends but in another sense Krishna is already here yeah. Krishna is in everyone's heart he's in every atom so he comes from his supreme abode but Actually, he's also already here. So, why does he come? Or how can we accept that he comes? The, uh, some professed theists say that, well, if God comes among us like that, then he comes God. he loses his godness. Or according to Christian theology, not what Christ taught, but according to Christian theology, God comes as man. And therefore, uh, so that he can suffer like man. And and in this way, he removes all the sins of those who believe in him. Is that orthodox Christian teaching? That's in Catholic and Protestant teaching. I don't know if Mm it's in... They teach the same thing. But that means that uh, sin, in one sense, is more powerful than God if he has to undertake some suffering to atone for it. Or if God is in any way subject to material suffering, then how is he God? So actually to understand... Krishna, it's not such an easy thing. As he states in Bhagavad Gita, mm-hmm. Janma karma chame divyam evang yo beti tattvataha tattvadeham punar janna maiti maameti sojuna. Please give the translation. One who understands tatvataha in all respects about my janma. My birth and my karma, my activities. Never himself has to come to this world for further janma and karma. Now, just prior to this in Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna says he describes himself as Aja without birth. Elsewhere in Bhagavad Gita he states Name Karma that I am not attached to doing any kind of work. I have no desire for the fruits of any work. So what does it mean about Krishna's janma and his karma? This has to be understood very carefully. What is the transcendental nature of Krishna? That's why if we only hear about him as the enjoyer of the gopis, as the butter thief and without understanding his transcendental nature, then we won't really understand... Who is Krishna? We may take his pastimes as some, like some charming folk stories. But to actually understand Krishna, we have to understand him as he describes himself in Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. So therefore, please go on hearing and chanting from Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, all these books regularly. Because by doing so, we can understand Krishna. Then we can actually chant Hare Krishna. Chanting Hare Krishna means to pray to Krishna. O Krishna, O energy of Krishna, please engage me in your service. But if we don't understand how Krishna is the Supreme personality of and we are his eternal servants, then we will not have the impetus to pray like this. And because we are in this material world, we are surrounded by the atmosphere of everyone uh, playing the false enjoyer. So, Unless we regularly hear and chant about Krishna, we'll also become by by association we'll be affected by the consciousness that I am meant to enjoy this material. So let us regularly discuss about Krishna. Today we're discussing why Krishna comes to this world. What does he say in Bhagavad Gita? Why he comes to this world? Two famous verses. We watched before that? Yada Yada uh, Say it together Yadaya Dharmasya Vadipavati Bharata Abhutamadharmasya Tadadmanam Sritam Yam Where's our Pandit? There's one Pandit. There's another Pandit. pandit. They're, they're all saying, Yada Yada Hit Dharma Sirtaniya Bhavati Bharata. What would Bhavati mean? Should be Bhavati. What would Bhavati mean? It means they're causing, causing glāni or disturbances to take place. Is it? No, Bhavati means, but Bhavati. They're saying Bhavati. Then it becomes instrumental, no? Mm. Yeah, well, that's another. Bhavati. gladi Bhavati Bhavata. All right, then. Paritranaya sadhunam dhinashaya tadushkutam dharma samsthatanartaya sambhavami Yuge, Yuge. So, uh, what is this meaning of this first verse, yadā yadā hidhāma First verse, and second verse, vṛta-anāya-sādhunam. Okay, well many seem to know it. Can you say in the mic, please? Okay. Now, vṛta-anāya-sādhunam vināsaya Destroying the demons, Krishna can do through His material energy. There is no demon more powerful than Parameshwari, the, the supreme controller of this material world. Parameshwari, she is known as. She is the wife of Parameshwari, Lord Shiva. Of course, the real Parameshwari and Parameshwari are Krishna and Radha. But within this material world, this control is given to Shiva and his wife Durga. So, uh, even the great demons, they, they cannot defy material nature. They cannot defy Lord Shiva. Before Ravan, long before Ravan was vanquished by Lord Ram, he was defeated by Lord Shiva. And he took blessings from Lord Shiva to become a bigger rascal. So Krishna incidentally kills demons. Who was some of the demons that Krishna killed? We'll Who was first. the first one? Pūtana. He ran Yaksha. <laughs> it's the <laughs> wrong day. He did, but not in the form of Krishna. First was Pūtana. Pūtana Rakshasi. Then, jinnabharata Chakatasura, Bhakāsūra, Bhakāsūra, Deinukasura. Who killed Deinukasura? I oh, don't know, Vyomakasura. Oh, wow. Vyomakasura is the one that you He's saying again in the beginning. No, really. Kamsa. Okay, okay, now we went outside Vrindavan. Yeah. That's all right, he's also still Krishna. Kamsa. Vyomakasura was also there Shuk- in Vrindavan, we didn't say. Shishupal. Jaraasandha was killed by? was killed by demon. 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 By Krishna through Bhima Kaliya wasn't killed actually Alright, so Krishna killed so many demons Hmm. And to protect his devotees means He doesn't need to personally come to do that But he comes to protect his devotees From the fire of separation that They are burning in the fire of separation from Him. So He performs many wonderful pastimes, which the non-devotees cannot understand at all, because non-devotees cannot even they cannot begin to understand how the Supreme Lord has pastimes. They think He is just some impersonal power or some cosmic law dispenser. You go to hell, you go to hell, you go to hell, you go to heaven, you go to hell, you go to heaven. You cannot conceive of how the Supreme Lord is the Supreme enjoyer. That's why Krishna says, If one can understand the transcendental nature of His appearance and activities, He can go to Krishna. It is not so easy to understand Krishna's pastimes. In this regard, Kunti Devi, what verse we are reading today, she said, this is, uh, I'm going to read 30 first. Janma Karma Cha Vishvatman Ajasyaka Turatmanaha Tiryan Vishishuya Tadatyanta Vidambanam Now, that verse from Bhagavad Gita, Janma karma chamehivyam, again this verse of Kuntidevi begins with the same words, Janma karma. And she gives some insight into why understanding Krishna's Janma and karma is not so easy. Because it is bewildering. He is working, but he is inactive. In in Bhagavad Gita he states, Upadrāshtana cha, I am the Overseer and the permitter. He, uh, he acts, but he does not accrue uh, karmic reaction. Sometimes people say, well, Krishna is immoral, he's a liar, he's a lecher, and so many things. But Krishna does not accrue sinful reactions from doing so. Even when Krishna appears to do some pious activity, in Dwarka, he would perform apparently pious activities, performing pious sacrifices. Offering respect to elders, but he did not accrue pious karmic results to enjoy in the heavenly planets by doing so. Krishna is unborn, means he he doesn't. We we are taking birth in this material world to uh, reap the results of our activities, but Krishna has no uh, karmic result to reap. Therefore, he is unborn. But nevertheless, he appears to be born. And not only among human beings, but even among fishes. That's a pretty difficult one to understand, isn't it? Supreme Personality of Godhead. Maybe we can just begin to accept that. What about the supreme fish? The supreme tortoise? The supreme hog? It's uh, We cannot accept this unless we accept that his appearance as a fish, a tortoise, a hog, a swan, whatever it is, of a completely different uh, nature to that of a material fish, tortoise, hog, or swan. And if we think of him, even as a, well, he's a great man, that's also incorrect. He is not a great man, he is above the status of being a human being. Therefore, Kunti Devi says, Krishna's pastimes are transcendental. What does transcendental mean? Not material. Nirguna, Nirguna, what does that mean, Nirguna? Beyond the modes of material nature. Influenced by the mode of ignorance, we fall asleep at the wrong times. Influenced by the mode of passion, we become uh, unnecessary, overly active and influenced by the mode of goodness, we become detached from this material world, although actually we, we have no real attachment to it anyway. But Krishna is beyond all these different phases of illusion. You can read the newspaper or watch the news on TV. What's the big news nowadays? What's going on in the world? Anyone got any idea? In, there's, in, years, in Kazan, there's a thousand, thousand years, years celebration. Yeah. All right, okay. That's the big news in Tatarstan. Yeah. Thousand years, of, <laughs> thousand years of eating, sleeping, mating, and defending, in Kazan. <laughs> and passing stool. It's a lot of stool if you think about it. <laughs> Maybe why all the uh, land around here is so rich. All right. So that's the big news. By hearing about that, do we become purified? Apparently not. Krishna's activities seem to be similar, Krishna also eats, he sleeps, at least he seems to, because he says, yes, mother, now I'm going to sleep, and she goes away and he jumps out of the window and runs off to be with the gopis. Eating, sleeping, mating, and so Krishna also has his love affairs, and he's also fighting, and even in the Bhagavatam it's described that he's passing stool. How about that? What is the difference between Krishna's eating, sleeping, mating and defending, and our eating, sleeping, mating and defending. Okay, I you like to say that in, in Russian. Krishna is not conditioned by the material laws. He's not bound by the material laws. He might appear to be, but we are in this material world being tied up, or, or, or like puppets, and the, the string is pulled and we, have, we go like this. <laughs> But for Krishna, it is a stage for his supremely independent, wonderful pastimes. Just like Krishna was dancing on the hoods of Kaliya. For others, that is a very fearsome and dangerous situation. But Krishna took it as an opportunity to enjoy himself. So Krishna comes to this material world to enjoy himself. And simultaneously, he gives pleasure to his devotees, who take pleasure... In considering that although this is the Supreme Lord, he has become a lover, friend, son or master. But it's not easy to understand. Even Kunti Devi expresses uh, difficulty in understanding this, how the supreme the independent Lord becomes subordinate to his devotees, like Madhya Shodha. Madheshod appears to be like a very ordinary village woman, Kunti Devi says Kopyabide Trikrit Agasi tava Tavatiatashu Kalanjana Sam Brahmaksham Batrania Bhana Bhavana Stitasya Sama Vimohiati Birapi. So these pastimes these are exhibitions of the highest platform of the spiritual world but they are enacted within the sphere of this material world just to give the conditioned souls the chance to hear about Krishna, chant about Krishna, remember Krishna, and take pleasure in others doing so, because the result of that is, as described in the verse we read this morning, (laughs) śrīnvānti, gāyānti, grīnānti, Abhikshnasha, Smaranti. Nandanti. Nandanti means? Nanda. What does this mean? Ananda. Nandanti means they take pleasure. Svaranti nandanti tave hitam janaha ta eva pasyantyacirena tava kam bhava prabaho paramam padam bhujam So this verse is practically an elaboration on the janma karma Chame Devyam verse. And it is a summary of the verses that Kunti Devi spoke including Janma, karma, javishvat, man. How Krishna comes to this world. What does he do? We were given so many definitions of Krishna. One definition uh, Prabhupada gives, the he stresses in the the introduction to nectar of devotion, that Krishna is the supreme object of? That's correct. That everyone has the propensity to love. But by reposing that propensity in others than Krishna, we remain bound in this material world. But if we simply transfer that loving propensity to Krishna, then we will be fully satisfied. However much we try to love in the material world, we're always disappointed. We try to love our father and mother, our friends, our children, our spouse, the ultimate result is always disappointment because even if we have very nice relation either we have a disappointing relationship or the rela- or the relationship is pleasing but it is broken by time but if we love krishna we will never be disappointed because krishna is the perfect master krishna is the perfect friend krishna is the perfect son and Krishna is the perfect lover. And the relationship with Krishna continues even after death. Have you all heard of John Lennon? He was a famous singer. Yes. So he came with his second wife, Yoko Ono, to meet Prabhupada, when Prabhupada was staying at his estate, actually. No, it was John Lennon's estate, not George House. Oh, no. Tittenhurst. That uh the, the transcript of their conversation is edited and published in English. Is it there in Russian? Right, Okay. Um, now, I think I don't think this comes in the transcript. They didn't include everything. Mm-hmm. But then uh, there's one part where John and Yoko asked Prabhupada, that can you give us blessings to, that we can be together in the next life also? Prabhupada said that. The nature of this material world is separation. But with Krishna, we can be eternally related with him. And in fact, we are already that related with Him. Our relationship with Him is natural and eternal. But we have willingly forgotten Krishna. To rectify this abnormal and abominable condition, we should hear and chant about and remember Krishna and take pleasure in others doing so. And by doing so, we will revive our natural loving propensity. Krishna. So there, there are many reasons why Krishna comes to this world. Kunti Devi elaborates on them. Kuntidevi. One major reason is to exhibit his pastimes to attract the conditioned souls back to his loving service. In material consciousness, we have the tendency to read fiction. Is it not foolish to read fiction? No, fiction just means, it means like novels, made up stories. Yeah. Nowadays they have soap operas. It's just someone imagines some imaginary person and they have some imaginary activities with other imaginary people. It is of no value whatsoever. But the tendency to hear fiction or even to hear biography, biography means we like to hear about some great person. Gospodin, Putin must be coming to Kazan. Ready there? He came yesterday, so... It's a big event, because he's a great person of this planet at the present time. Yeah, It's a fact, at the present time, He's he's a prominent person in the world. So why don't you all go to Kazan? Maybe you could see him. You have something better to do here? What is that? To hear about, chant about, remember Krishna, and to take pleasure in others' doing. Because, no doubt, Gospodin Putin is a very important person. But Krishna is, Ochin, 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 many, many times, more important than the gospel Putin. And even for that matter, all of you are more important than me. I don't know if we said this publicly, we might be arrested and put in jail. <laughs> Certainly in the communist times, if, you, if someone said, I'm more important than Khrushchev, or whatever, then we would have been given an invitation to Khrushchev's. Free lodging in Khrushchev's hotel. Free lodging and food. Bread and water. But all of you are more important than Gospodian Putin because you are hearing, chanting about, remembering and taking pleasure, others in, taking pleasure in others doing so about Krishna. So let us read about Krishna. Let us hear about Krishna. All of you have the Krishna book in your homes. Prabhupada writes in there that the tendency to read fiction can be directed to Krishna for the imperishable satisfaction of the soul. Krishna book. Mm. It's in the introduction. Prabhupada writes about Krishna book. Just by reading this one book, Krishna, Love of Godhead will fructify. And at the end of Krishna book, after going through all... Was it 90 chapters? Prabhupada writes. Prabhupada writes, if one wants the association of Lord Krishna in the transcendental kingdom of God for eternity in blissful existence. Yeah, would you all you all want to have the association of Lord Krishna in the transcendental kingdom of God for eternity in blissful existence? Duh. <laughs> What's the opposite? Yeah. Yuck. <laughs> Is it yuk yuk? I learned my first word of Tata yesterday. Grace of Acharya, Acharyani, nandimukhi. So what do we have to do if we want the association of Lord Krishna in the transcendental kingdom of God for eternity and blissful existence? What do you think, Acharyani, Nandimuki? What should we do? That's true. All right. What else? Anything else? Well, Prabhupada writes here. One must hear about the pastimes of Lord Krishna. (laughs) (laughs) E. Maha mantra. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Now listen to this. The transcendental pastimes of the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna are so powerful that simply by hearing, reading, and memorizing this book Krishna, one is sure to be transferred to the spiritual world, which is ordinarily very difficult to achieve. Simply by reading this book, we can go back to Godhead. When you all get back home, you better get your Krishna books. Looks like I was going to say our book distributors, they can also distribute them. But they're not here. They all left. Maybe they got so enthusiastic, they already left to distribute Krishna books. The descriptions of the pastimes of Lord Krishna is so attractive that automatically it gives us impetus to study repeatedly. And the more we study the pastimes of the Lord, the more we become attached to him. This very attachment to Krishna makes one eligible to be transferred to his abode. Golok Vrindavan. All please, here, read and memorize this book, Krishna. Memorize means we should be able to repeat the stories to others so that others can take pleasure in hearing. But our one God-brother, Palladhananda Swami, you all know Palladhananda Swami, he comes to Russia also. So he took this very seriously, memorizing. So he memorized the whole Krishna book, word by word. He can sit down and just say every word, word by word. Can you do that, Chandrasekhar? I mean, that's pretty good memory. But anyway, we should... Read about regularly, study and remember these pastimes. Like to do that, Nandi Mukhi, you're reading so much you can learn all the different pastimes and yes. tell others so that when you meet the devotees, instead of saying, Gospodin Putin is coming to Kazan, we can say, Krishna is going to the oh, it's now it's time for Krishna to go out <laughs> to the forest. <laughs> and Madhya's shoulder is trying to pull him back. No, come on, it's time for lunch. And the cowherd boys are saying, No Krishna You can't leave. We're in the middle of our game. You'll spoil the game. Krishna's in a dilemma. What to do? You can remember all these pastimes. and Purify our tongues. As Prabhupada writes in chapter 7 of Krishna book, that this Krishna treatise is meant for that purpose. To hear the transcendental pastimes of the Lord. And thus purify oneself and reach the ultimate goal of life. So today is Janmashtami. And especially on this day we want to hear about, chant about and remember the pastimes of Lord Krishna's taking birth. And throughout the you, year we you, you throughout the year we have the opportunity to remember so many wonderful pastimes of the Lord, including those of Nashimadev. So by remembering these pastimes we become purified. And if we don't remember these pastimes, then we start to want to have our own kind of pastime. But our own mundane pastimes are imitations of Krishna's pastimes, and instead of releasing us from the bondage of time in this material world, they cause us to pass more time within this material world. Which, you, which pun you are? Play on words. You can't translate So let us pass our time in this material world by hearing and chanting about Krishna. We have so there are so many other things we could discuss. The materialistic persons have thousands and thousands of subjects for discussing. They're ignorant of the uh the knowledge of the soul. Therefore, they are tied up like a post, like animals at a post within this material world. So instead of discussing the activities of this material world, let us discuss the activities of the spiritual world. In this way, transfer our consciousness to the spiritual world and go there to be with Krishna eternal. So, hearing about Krishna and chanting the Maha mantra So now we're going to chant the Maha mantra as we do every year, in the marketplace of Navarijani Chandra. So, get out your madangas and your cartels and let's go.